time for Gadget Talk, the monthly creative cast show brought to you by the Geocache Talk Geocaching Network. If you're watching live, you can be part of the adventure tonight. Please join us in the chat room. Participate with others as they watch the show. The link to the chat room is on the geocachetalk.com front page. It is a little gray coffee cup. Click on it and you can get into the chat room. If you're listening later, please give it a like and subscribe on YouTube, Facebook, or even Twitch. And now here's your Gadget Talk host, Chad Champion, a.k.a. Bounce Bounce. Thanks, Gary. Um, do we have a sponsor? We do. Sponsor for Gadget Talk is Logwork. Logwork, the creator of the Fantastic Logbook. Get it? Fan, because it fans out. See? Fantastic. I see. Okay, never mind. Made with genuine right-in-the-rain paper. The logbooks designed for the micro containers of the present and future, geared toward the hider who would rather go caching than do cache maintenance. Find them at logwork.com. Back to you, Chad. All right, great. Well, uh, welcome everybody to the first episode of Gadget Talk. Um, so today we thought about um, the best way to start off uh, the podcast is if we're going to create these uh, creative and gadgety caches that uh, we need to find a way to uh, hide them and ask permissions for uh, to property owners, business owners. Um, this. Yep. So. We're going to cover this permission. Yeah. <laughs> I had been messing up for a long time. Whoops. <laughs> You're going to learn something on this show. Oh, Jeff, something already not. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. In theory, you asked for permission, but. <laughs> um, so um, for me, and this is the way that I hide them or ask for permission. Now, I'm sure there's a lot of people that do it different ways, um, but this is the way I'm going to do it. Uh, or I'm going to go over the way that I ask for permission on um, getting these caches put out as well as being a property manager, how I'd like to have someone come to me, what I look for and think about when I'm hiding these caches right? Um, on these. So the first step, of course, is finding a good location for the cache. Um, first before of all, get, before you get too far, Chad, I got to yeah. mention something real quick before we get into too far. Sure. You got the best background of a gadget talk host in the world everybody check this out i mean my gosh look at this thing chad you do you have a you have an incredible background buddy it's fun thank you it's fun <laughs> to make them <laughs> tick was like tick magnet is like nice workbench I like yeah that. yeah that's my back one that's actually the one i don't use um, <laughs> this side here is a bigger one that i actually use as all my soldering guns and all that stuff on it so sweet all right and, and now it has a bunch of podcast stuff on it <laughs> All right, I'll stop interrupting. Go ahead. Oh, no, no worries. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, uh, so finding a location, the most important part is obviously making sure there's not another cache there, right? Or within the 528 foot distance of it. Um, and even in that, because when you're looking at the map, it's not going to show multis, the finals. So mm -hmm. I recommend finding all the caches around that area. Um, and seeing, and if not, when you, when you post, uh, you know, to, to put it, the reviewer will actually let you know that you're too close, but you mm -hmm. know, hopefully you can find all the caches in that area and you know, if the final is too close to another one or, or yeah. if it's open. So, uh, that's step, step number one. Um, and then once you find a location, what can you make that will blend in? 
Um, you know, for me, I like to find, I do urban caches. So I want to find something on a building or in the property somewhere that blends in well. So if it's on the side of a building, will electrical panel look good or a pipe? Um, you know, a little box, you know, whatever, whatever you're thinking about putting in, what would, what would blend in well with the area? Um, and then next I think about, okay, so if I can get this in here, make it blend in, how am I going to mount it? Right. Because you typically don't want to do any kind of drilling or anything like that into buildings and people don't want that. Um, so, and if they do not want it, you want to be able to take it down without leaving any trace of the cash being there. Right. So, you know, figure out how you're going to mount it. Is there something to Chad would, um, as far as your, like you're talking about your steps, do you, do you try to find location? Well, you're going to go, do you, I, I kind of missed something. I think in there, do you go to the person, do you go to the location first and then try to figure something out or, or how, how do you yeah. kind of go about that part of it? Yeah. Usually when I'm driving around the town, okay. um, and I that's see a good. building, I'm like, oh, that's a cool building. Or, you know, I can do something with the side of that building, or this would be a great place for a cache. And, okay. you know, I, I have an idea of what I can put there. Okay. So I kind of go there and look at it. And then I pull up, you know, the geocaching app and see, oh, is there, is there any caches nearby? Right. Um, Scott, and then, yeah. Scott mentions, he says, you can also send a reviewer a coordinator check. I didn't know you oh, could do that. That's cool. Thanks, yeah, Scott. That, I didn't know that either. That's a great idea. That's cool. I put that in my notes for the future. Yeah, that's neat. That Scott's right. I mean, that's yeah. You're not asking for. Yeah, you're not asking for a final. <laughs> you you just want to know if the coordination or the if the coordinates are taken. That's good. good. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Uh, and I have ran into several times where I've actually mounted a cache, and and when I when I first started, I mounted a cache, did all the work for it, and there was a multi that was way too close. Right. Or a, a puzzle or something or yeah, a puzzle or a, a final for another one. Final. Yeah. 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 So it was too close. And so I had to figure it out, try and move it, you know, contact an owner, see if they'd be willing to move theirs a little bit. Right. Something like that. So sure. Um, so yeah. So um, finding a way to mount it without damaging anything is the next step um, that I do. And then once I figure that out, um, I look to see, is there, any damage to the property or the landscaping panels, lighting that cashers can do that we don't want done. Right. Because you don't want cashers, you know, going through bushes or, or taking apart electrical panels that aren't supposed to be panels or they're not supposed to get into stuff like that. So I always look for things like that. I always try and keep them out of gardens or away from them, make sure they're next to a walkway. Right. Uh, something like that. So, um, and so that's next step. And then after that, um, another thing for me that I look for is, is there power? So power is one of those things that's, Ooh, uh, up to that. you. That's a tough one to get past some of the property owners, right. To try and use their power. Right. So if there's power and it's possible, um, that's a good thing to make a note on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and a lot of times you don't need to use them. A lot of my caches don't have power or I'll have a battery system there. So, right. Kind of depends on if you, how well, you know, the, person or the company right yeah and and how willing they are to to help you um sometimes they come to you and so then the door's kind of wide open for you to suggest stuff to them or you know ask them those questions so right but that's a good like you said it's a good idea to if you have some that need like 
physical pow- like power, not battery. You could kind of have an arsenal, I guess, of gadget caches. So if you ran across someone who was like, oh, yeah, you can use our power, then you're like, aha, I got a spot for one now. <laughs> yeah, well, if you get them excited about it and, you know, oh, well, we can do a, a really great creative one here that people are going to love. But, you know, if, if we had power, that might make it even better. You know, right. and, and, you know, so I've offered someone 20 bucks. I'll give you 20 bucks. I would pay for power for this little tiny thing for years. Right. Because they barely pull any power. So, and they're only powered up when someone's in it. So it's not like, you know, it's going to ever use power. But I tip, they don't take any money. Typically, it's not an issue if they're going to allow you to use it. So, sure. Sure. Um, so, power. And then after that, um, something I look for is, you know, how do I make it blend in? Um, is another thing is, do I custom paint it? So, I've custom painted some of mine to make it match exactly what they have. Yeah, that's good. Um, and so then it really blends in and that makes them um, a little bit more into allowing you to do it. So I have one outside of a, a shell station in out here that is a uh, historic mark and uh, or historical building. Mm-hmm. And uh, the only way that they'd let me put it in is if it didn't change the looks of the building. And so I custom painted it so it blends right in and, and they love it. You can't even tell it's there. Oh, that's perfect. So um, and then... Um, you know, another thing is how far away is it to do maintenance? So unfortunately, sometimes gadget caches, creative caches require some maintenance, um, kind of down to the power thing. If you're going to provide batteries, make sure it's not too far to go change the batteries out. Mm-hmm. Uh, or what I would recommend is just make people bring their own batteries. So, right. um, but the last thing I like to do is have to sit there and worry about doing maintenance on some of them. So, um, so I don't want to put anything too far away. So mostly you think people will need to do nine volts, you think, or is there a nine volt will run everything on the Arduino that you need. So okay. I recommend a nine volt. Um, but some people will you have you bring four double A's, which would be fine. Okay. Um, and then, or they'll put two double A's inside and make you bring two. It, it's depending on how you want to build it. Okay, so, cool. But I like the nine volt. Um, so that's pretty much what I go through to find a location. Um, when I'm when I find something, that's my thought process there. And then after I have that determined what I need, um, I'll go and I'll custom make kind of a mock-up. Now I'm not going to make the depending on what it is and how hard it is. I'm not going to make the full thing, um, but something small or something that I have something similar. Now I carry um, a three-ring binder around with me, and it has pictures of all my uh, some of most of the stuff that i've done and then i show them those photos go through it with them you know tell them what we can do um on that and so that makes it easier if you can actually see it so when you're talking to an owner of a property or someone being able to see what you're talking about is a lot easier than having them imagine it because i'm sure what they're trying to imagine is way different than what you're trying to explain oh yeah that's a good idea so i always make a little mock-up of one uh, and take it out to them. So, um, and then pictures, you know, show the quality of your work, um, you know, and what you've done in the past, even some of the buildings that you've done it on. You know, I, I talk up a lot of the properties that I've been, and people have allowed me to put stuff on their properties and, you know, that, that helps a lot. Yeah, that is awesome. So Logwork mentioned that too. Thanks for being on tonight. Like the idea with the binders show property owners. I love that. Yeah. Cause like you said, they, they kind of want to 
it's easier for us maybe to explain if you have a picture. <laughs> At least it would be for me. Well, it's hard to have someone visualize something with the way I'm explaining it. They're not going to visualize it the same way I am. Right. right. Um, but uh, yeah, so that helps out a lot. Um, and even if you can go online and find something that is close to what you're thinking about, just print that out. And, you know, it doesn't have to be one that you've done. Right. You know, something like that. So. Oh, yeah, that's true. Until you get started, you could have a few pictures as long as you have permission, obviously. But um, yeah, Joshua. <laughs> Joshua just placed his first gadget cash. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. Very cool. At a ski place. I don't know how much skiing. Yeah, that's, awesome. That. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. That's a great cache. And the nice thing about that is it's such a creative cache and a gadget cache, but there's no power right. to it. And so the maintenance is minimal on it. Uh, or should yeah. Be. I'm looking forward to uh, the skiing the slopes of Minnesota sometime. Cause uh... yeah, I'm looking forward to going there and finding some caches. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure there's places you can, you can go down a hill in Minnesota. I'm giving them a hard time, but. Ski Minnesota. So um, the next step is now we need to approach the the property owner, property manager, um, whoever you find. Easiest way to find out is, you know, every property has an owner. Um, go to if it's at a business, go to the business and ask them who the property management company is. Um, you know, talk to the business themselves. See if they, see if they care about putting anything outside. They may own the property. Who knows? It depends if it's a single tenant or not. Um, so go in and talk to someone, ask them, they give you property management company name, then, you know, give them a call and tell them what you're planning on doing. So I explain to them, once I find out who it is and contact them, I explain to them exactly what the game is. Um, but then I, I always make sure I mention that it's a, fa a family friendly, fun game that's free for everybody to do. Right. Um, and it's great for the community because when people, when people start hearing that, then they, they like it. Right. Yeah. So you know, and then depending on what kind of property it is, um, you, it may bring people to the property that may help business. You know, I never sell it that way. You can't promise anybody will buy anything. Sure. And I'm sure geocaching doesn't approve of that. Right. But I'm not marketing and I'm not saying anything about that, but you right. know, property owners are, okay, what's the benefit going to be for my property? Well, if I have a property that has, it's a strip mall, and it has all kinds of shops in it, and someone's there, more than likely they're probably going to stop by and buy something. And I think my most successful ones are coffee stands. Coffee stands love having caches at them. Oh, cool. So um, I have quite a few of them, and and they all like it. So, um, so once I find um, the thing, find out who, who owns it, um, then I'll uh, make up a, uh, what I'm thinking. So I'll take some pictures, and when I take the picture here if you can see on the screen um this is actually of a coffee at a coffee stand um and i kind of drew here where the cash is going to be there's going to be a box here on the bottom and then up above there'll be a, another part to it which on this one here is pretty simple it's a camera up there okay cool uh, right and so i print this out take it to them this is where i'm planning on putting it um take the sample of what i'm thinking to them and show them exactly what i'm you know wanting to do right uh, I don't have the sample of this one with me, um, but uh, otherwise I'd show you, but uh, I'll show it on the next picture. So um, once I uh, show them the picture there, explain to them exactly how it's going to be done, um, you know, show them what it's going to be. 
um, then, uh, sorry, I lost my spot. You're fine. Um, then once they approve it and say, yeah, go ahead, I'll make it up for them. And then I'll talk to them about mounting it. Um, do you care if I screw it into the building? You know, if there's any, if you want me to take down, I'll caulk it. I'll do whatever, depending on what the material is. Um, and usually they're, they're okay with it. Just depending on, on what this, if it's what kind of siding it is. Right. Uh, if there's something for me to, to, if there's some kind of way to put a bracket on, I prefer to do that. I don't like to screw into buildings if I don't have to. Sure. Um, but, uh, I'll do that. And then, um, then once I get all that done and the owners are, and it has approved it, right. I make the cash up, show it to them. Um, and then, uh, I'll stick it up. And so the way that this one here ended up turning out, um, for this is in this picture here. So here's oh, cool. the box and here's the camera. And unfortunately I didn't get a picture of the whole thing. And then this part here is the, or the bottom gray box. There's actually the cash. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So oh, uh, this is all part of a puzzle here. Yeah. Uh, on there. So I'm sure a lot of people have has seen this one, but, um, Scott had a good point. Uh, Chad, he says that it's good that there's a padlock on the electrical box. Keep geocachers out of it. That may be something also you think maybe if there isn't one, you might be able to suggest to the owner say, Hey, people are going to come over here doing the geocache and they may like start fiddling with stuff. And maybe if they're okay with it, maybe put a, if we can put a padlock on it, just so geocachers don't get confused and try to open it up kind of thing. You can, depending on what city and some cities don't, for code reasons, they don't like oh, to have, okay. uh, gotcha. padlocks on them, right? Because you're supposed to be able to get to them to shut stuff down. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, but anybody that needs to shut it down, fire department, anybody like that, I guess so they can get yeah. through it. Yeah. Right? So yeah. all my properties that I have uh, have padlocks on them because we have such a homeless issue. Okay. And they're always breaking in to charge their cell phones and stuff. So. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, but one thing I didn't put in there is, uh, you know, one thing to ask the owner when you're talking to them. Um, especially if they approach you is how long do you want the cashers on site? Right. Oh, Cause yeah. that will determine what the experience you're going to give them is right. If they only want them on there for a couple minutes, it's probably not going to be that hard of a gadget. Right. Um, it's going to be pretty simple or a creative cash. Um, but if they want, you know, most people like to, to watch them find things. Um, so, you know, just find out for them what they think, how long they think. Now that's approximate, you know, from my puzzle, I know approximately how long it takes me to do it and some other people, but some people may take longer. Some may be really quick, but an average, you know, just figure that out and, and talk to them on that. Right. Um, and then um, when you put the cash out, make sure you identify it as a cash. So all my caches, like in this photo here has this, has the caching logo in the middle. Hell. So that's not obvious that to anybody else it's a geocache, but to a geocacher, I'm hoping that's obvious. Now it's amazing on how many people I get calls from that cache and say, I can't find the cache. <laughs> so, hey, but put that, if you would put the picture back up again, real quick, Chad, sure. if you would. Now, on those, did you make those stickers or can you yeah. buy those? Yeah, I make those. Okay, it's right. final. Yeah. And then okay. I always put the geocache code on the front myself as well. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. I love that though. I love the, I love that idea of instead of putting the words geocache or something, 
That I like that. Yeah, <laughs> she'd ignore it. That's Jesse, but he clicked on that. <laughs> um, and other things I do, um, depending on what they want uh, and the experience you want to give them, uh, something that's real fun too is you can do a, a sticker like this or a vinyl that actually does say it's a geocache, and then it right. says something. But this is something someone would walk by and not think anything about it. Yeah, it looks very a geocacher. So <laughs> right. anyway, um, <laughs> I but, love that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fun. Put that one back up real fast again. I'm sorry. I just want to see that. Please do not disturb. The so this was uh, yeah part of a uh, geo tour last year. So oh, uh, very cool on the penalty of code GC. I like your code. Your code. Yeah, that's GC a geocache number. That GC code is the <laughs> right. number. Only authorized personnel. That's true. Only authorized personnel. Yeah. Yeah, if you if you uh, I make a lot of custom signs on my stuff, so um, yeah, they're they're fun to find, um, and just adds another experience, you know, to the cache. So to to you finding it, yeah. There was a question real quick, if we would, um, yeah. from Roomba Cats. Do you prov do you provide references for other people who accepted a gadget cache as a selling approach for a new location? Is that effective? I think kind of what they mean is, do you, or, well, I think it's pretty Am clear. I going to provide a reference for them to put one out? Is I'm not sure. Do you provide a reference for other people? <clears throat> like I think you're saying you can, if a business owner is kind of trying to decide, they can talk to somebody else you've worked with before. Oh, yeah, they can. Uh, if the person's willing to talk, and, and usually they are. Um, I don't give out phone numbers, obviously, so I'd have to contact. I'd ask them. Can I give you your phone number of the person that you want to talk to? And then I can have them call you or, or something like that. Um, one that I have that's always willing to talk to them. I have a salmon hatchery that has a multi at it. Um, and they talk to everybody about it. And that's, that was a real easy one to sell. Um, actually geo coin fest in 2018 set me up with that one, but we archive that every year and republish it with new um, questions. So it's a electronic gadget cache. Um, and so we can change everything and they actually use that for their summer camps, uh, for other kids. And they advertise it for non-geocachers to use it to find, because you go around this salmon hatchery and you, you there's these big boards that talk all about the hatchery and, and the salmon. And then you got to go find this word throughout that board somewhere and then enter it in a code, enter it in a box. And then you got to, it will give you the lock code for the next station and you go to, to the final. So. It's fun. So, but they're, yes. I mean, if you can find that and they're willing to talk to someone, yeah, absolutely. So the Owen was asking, uh, do you tell other, when you're approaching them, do you tell them that other business in the area have them or do you just kind of let them decide on their own? Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I'll, I'll tell them that. If, hey, I have one down the street at the shell station. I have one, you know, at the salmon hatchery. I got one at the state park. Uh, and then I'll show them pictures of them. You know, if they're close, we can, I'll offer to go find them with them, show them what it's like. You know, or tell them where it is and they can go find it. So uh, I haven't had many, I haven't had any business owners actually want to go find them. They just kind of want to see pictures and what it does. And of course, just tell me, you know, anytime you decide that you don't want to do this, I'll be out and I'll take it down. It's not a problem. So then that kind of puts them at ease. And, you know, it's happened where, you know, it's been up for a month and they're like, you know, I don't really want this. And so go take it down. What's generally the reason why they would change their mind? I think one of them, she was worried about uh, just random people coming up to her coffee stand in the middle of the night that, you know, when she's closed and she just don't want people around there. Right. 
So do you, when you're, this may be getting ahead, but along those lines, do you make it pretty obvious on the cash page, the hours that the business was, did you ask the business what time they want people to come? Right. And so that's actually on one of my notes is I do ask the owners, is there certain hours that you want cashers here? So we can put that there. Um, I don't, the only ones that have certain hours like the hatchery is, is when they're open, the dawn to dusk. Um, but other than that, I don't know anybody that really has any, no one has had certain hours for me, but I do ask that question. That's a great question. Um, so, um, so now, uh, when you build the cash, um, so yeah, make sure they can, the cashers can identify it from anything else in the area. So mark it, you know, with either a sticker or, or some kind of decal or write geocache on it. Um, so they're not getting to the other things. One thing I don't recommend using is outlet boxes. Um, at least you know, around here where you have homeless issues because they break into them all the time to try and charge their phones and your cash will be broken into and muggled a lot. So I usually don't recommend using those. Um, and then um, have I ever had property? Well, not too many properties switch ownerships uh, very often, but uh, I they would never tell me. So if I got a call from someone about it, then I would take it down or ask them about it, uh, about putting it up there. But, um, yeah, I, I've never had an issue with that. Do you, uh, frequently or occasionally check in with the property owner just to see how it's going? See if they're still happy. I do. I stop by uh, a lot of them and ask them how things are going. If everything's going fine, if they have any questions, um, you know, the coffee stand stuff like that, they see me, I, I do maintenance on them quite a bit. I at least check on them. Um, quite a bit. Um, so yeah, I talked to them and you know, everybody's happy with them. Um, some of them, um, probably enjoy them too much. We have one at a, a commerce, the one at the historic shell station is the city commerce. Uh, and so they actually go out every time they see cashers there and start <laughs> talking to them and they'll hand them coupons for stores around there to go buy food or whatever. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> So, but I've had cashers uh, put it in their logs that the lady wouldn't quit talking to them. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, make sure whatever you make isn't going to be destroyed by a muggle. So, you know, you'll know your area better than than me or anybody else. You know, if you have issues with anything, um, you know, so just kind of kind of think about that uh, and what you want to do there. Um, and then. Uh, after that, um, you know, you're pretty much good to go. Um, you know, once it's up and going, check in with them, make sure everything looks good. Uh, they have any questions, uh, if they want anything changed, um, you know, it's, you know, I'm, I'm always checking with them. And then myself, I get tired of the caches I have out there. So I like to change them quite a bit <laughs> without archiving them. So a lot of my caches that people found years ago, it's completely different now, but probably need to learn how to archive them and republish them. Uh, yeah. private businesses are, so one of the issues as a property manager myself, um, I have to look out for the property owners, right? That's my job. And so when, when I'm placing the cash out on properties and you're looking for things, you don't want 
you want to look for things that someone's going to get hurt on too. So you don't want it next to a really tall curb or, you know, on a hill that someone's going to fall down or next to a bunch of holes that someone might trip in and, you know, break their ankle or something because you don't want to be sued uh, or have someone coming after, after you for that. So um, smaller private businesses also want the business in uh, of, or hopefully bring people into the spot and big corporate offices. You're not, they're not making any money off of you. So they're not interested. Right. So it's, I wouldn't go to, you know, a headquarters of some big business and ask them if they want anything because more than likely they're not going to, they don't care. Right. So, but and if you know someone in there, I mean, it, it doesn't hurt to try, but it's tougher. Yeah. Private businesses are probably yeah. better. Yeah. I, if you're anybody, well, do people want you to, like, if you do put a brand new gadget cash out, do they, of some type, do, does anybody complain? I would think that they would want you to archive and create a new one just so they can come back and get a new smiley, but I don't know. That may just be me. No, that's the way you should do it. And, I, and okay. I've thought about it several times, but I kind of have an issue when you have 300 favorite points. Do you want to archive them? Oh, yeah, that's right. true. And then <laughs> get them. <laughs> You know, you'll get them back eventually, but it's one of those things that's, for me personally, is is tough to, to get rid of those favorite points. So, well, and if you're like Jesse, he'll he'll go delete all his favorite points, right? Yeah, <laughs> off the of caches, take them back. That's for hey. another show, but that's another show. But uh, hey, favorite points are for active caches. Yeah, so, <laughs> that's just my opinion. Not everybody likes that opinion. No, they're not. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I wish HQ on your your stats or or somewhere on your page where you would have your total favorite points you've ever earned on your caches. Right. And I would say that then I would have no issue archiving them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So, but since the fact that it it goes down, and so I don't know, I have an issue. I have a hard time doing it. Udak has a question for you there. Longest active gadget cache at a business location. Two thousand fifteen. Oh boy, that's a long time. So uh, it's at a shopping center behind the police station. Mm. What kind of uh, cash is that one? It's actually a travel bug hotel um, that <laughs> I've changed four times and it's going to get changed again here before the 2020 event. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but it's a big three by three box that's a foot deep. So it's, it's a pretty big panel. Kind of leads into Scott's question, which is, do people respect your gadget geocaches enough that they don't destroy your cache if they cannot get into it? Which a lot of people, Scott has a good point, because I, I know I've got, I've had a couple birdhouses where um, the birdhouse, you know, it, 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 if it didn't have a, if it didn't have a lock on it, it probably wouldn't have gotten bashed in. <laughs> You know what I mean? So I don't know. I guess it also depends on what you're looking for, you know. So just so you know, Joshua agrees with me. Oh, uh, you know what? You play the game the way you want. You didn't need to put that comment up. Golly. <laughs> I, I would suspect that many people do that, but that we can do that in another show. That could be But if you're finding lots of caches, why do you need your favorite point back? You should be right. more and more favorite points. You're getting more points. Right? I do it. You, to you should have like 900 favorite points in reserve. I do actually, but he does because <laughs> he doesn't give them out like he should. That's for another show. 
Well, and, and then again, that's up to you. What what brings joy to you and what, you know, what do you give them out for? That's completely up to you. Myself, I give them out to anything where someone tried to make an effort to make it creative. I mean, I, I want to give them the favorite point and make them think, oh, that was really cool. Maybe I'll try and do something different and more creative and then get more favorite points. And, and then the favorite points become addictive and then you're really spending money on and time on these caches. See? Bounce Bounce agrees with me. All right, back to Bounce Bounce. <laughs> so I don't take favorite points away, but I have so many, it, it doesn't matter. So um, now I don't find probably as many caches as you, so I don't give out as many as you probably. So um, so, uh, so, yeah, so back to the question, though. Did, have you had many people damage them? Right. So I have had a few, but that have damaged them, which I have my phone number on each one of my caches. So, and it says, if you have any questions, you need a hint. I'll even tell you how to get into the thing. If you don't want to spend the time on it, give me a call or a text. And usually that's happens. Um, but a few times I've had people try and get into them, uh, or into other parts of them that you're not supposed to access. Right. Um, but not very often. I think three or four times total out of all my caches over the years. I would think that that's something that you just have to to be okay with knowing that just like a trackable, once you send it out, you may never see it again. You put out a cash, somebody may damage it. That's just all there, you know, you can't get totally torn up about that. You hope people are going to do it right, but there's always a chance that somebody's going to mess it up, right? Yeah, it's a risk you take. I mean, it's unfortunately it happens and there's nothing I can do to control it. So I make them the best I can, as strong as I can, and as, you know, muggle proof or cashier proof is possible. Um, and then, you know, there's always something you don't think about and people do things and, you know, depending on the, the puzzle you have, they may think, Hey, maybe this needs to come apart. Mm -hmm. um, and so they, they think they're doing the right thing. Um, mine, I put in there, you don't have to take anything apart. You don't need any special tools. The tools provided on the cash and people, st I've still had people take a screwdriver to, you know, a part of it that's eight feet in the air where the battery is. <laughs> but anyway i had a good point low risk high reward when placing gadget caches i agree mm -hmm. yeah there is pretty low risk and there is a very high reward because they're so fun to find and, and do and and everything like that so yeah adi has great ones by the way looking forward to more adi olsen caches in kansas so go ahead and then, um, you know, pretty much from there, you know, I mean, it's just go out and talk to people and, you know, see what you can do. And you can't, don't be shy. I mean, the, the worst thing is, is they'll say no. And then you're, you know, you haven't gained anything. You haven't lost anything. So it's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty easy. I think the first one you would do would be the hardest when you talk to someone. Um, but just make sure you're prepared um, and try and go with the many answers you can. There'll always be something that they'll ask that you know, you got to think about, but you know, that's, that's it. Like I said, the biggest thing is take a three ring binder, take pictures, take a sample. Um, if they can see what you're thinking about, um, then it's a lot easier for them to, to approve it or want to approve it. Um, do you yeah. ever include information that, well, one that the owner knows, but do you ever have the owners wanting to give hints to people or is that something you've ever built in? Like if you really get stuck, the owner probably knows what's going on. Have you ever like included the owner kind of in the only at the coffee stands uh, and the girls will typically sit there and watch them. 
<laughs> and then if they're totally lost, they'll tell them how to do it. But oh. uh, other than that, I don't think anybody, I haven't given any owners any hints or anything. Um, you know, I thought about giving a tool to, to one of them and only having it found during certain hours, but you know, I also don't want to bother them. Sometimes these, these espresso stands get busy. And so I don't want to bother them, uh, and become, or have cashers bother them or become a bothersome, um, yeah. when they're busy and then they'll, you know, not want it there. So I can always figure out a way to make a tool fit in. Here's a good one. Uh, Roomba cats. Uh, talking about how how do you make sure there's minimal downtime? Uh, well, I uh, for work since I'm an engineer, I uh, I have a work car full of tools and parts. So for me, I just show up and I can pretty much fix anything. But yeah, I mean, I like his comment there where he I think he said he had duplicates, mm -hmm. so he can change them out. That's a great idea. I mean, if you can if you can make them. Uh, and do that. I think that's perfect. Um, you know, there's going to be so many different ways that people do this. This is just happens to be the way I do it. Right. Um, you know, and the biggest thing is, is, you know, the property owners don't want to be sued and they want to, you know, they want to be careful of what people are touching and doing and hanging out. You know, that's, that's the important stuff, make them feel at ease. And then, you know, push that it's, you know, family friendly community, you know, treasure hunting game. Right. Yeah. Uh, and usually they jump right in on it, right? And then let them know it. Anytime you don't want it, just call me and I'll have it taken down. Yeah, you, you know, I was thinking about um, the fact that you can sort of build on your first one. So once you can get the first one put out, uh, we had one where we had a we had a vet that we knew, and we were able to put out a little fire hydrant. It was a, it was a mm -hmm. what we call a, you know it was no it was not a gadget, it was creative cash. It looked like a fire hydrant, not a big one, but a small one. And but I think from there though, what's helpful maybe for people who've never put any out is once you get the first one, like you were saying, uh, Chad, you can take a picture of it, and then you can you start that like you said, you can start the notebook where you can go, well, so and so, you know, let me put one here if you want to come see it. Or I mean, there's ways you can then sort of maybe build off of that first one. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, some of the ones that, you know, I would do, and, and like I said, like, here's a picture of one here that's at a parks department and I put an electrical panel there that's now mounted with brackets to that post and a sign that could get taken down really easy. It's not permanently mounted. Um, same with this one here, it blends right in, it's all painted. So this has the, the, uh, uh, the led decryptor on it for the, the lock. Um, and then inside that box is the thing. And that's the decryptor that we'll be building next month. But, you know, it blends right in. It's painted black, matches the fence. It doesn't stand out. It's pretty simple versus something like this. Now, this is a lot harder to get permission to do. Sure. Uh, because this is mounted to the building. Um, you know, it's bolted into a CMU block um, and caulked on the backside and everything. That's a lot harder to do. I wouldn't really, unless they really are, they come to you and they really want something done. I wouldn't probably go for that one. I would show the pictures of the other ones. Right. You know, oh, that's a different one. But so, anyway, something yeah, like that. something to build up to. But that's something you could do if you knew somebody really well. Mm -hmm. You could maybe, I mean, I like you said, depends on the level of your your relationship with that business. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, a good way to find businesses, at least the businesses I look forward to approach, you know, are, are coffee stands. They usually love to have people come by um, and they like right. to watch and everything like that. 
Uh, and, you know, coffee stands typically on properties are the building is the tenant's building. And so you just have, need to have permission from them. Right. Um, well, like you said, like Joshua, that's a business where they want people coming to the business. It's not right. like, yeah, <laughs> it's not like the uh, somewhere where it's, they don't, that doesn't necessarily have a lot of traffic. Right. Yeah. And he knew the owner of the business. And uh, so, you know, that makes it a lot easier, you know, talking to them and knowing people. Um, so yeah, coffee stands, uh, chamber of commerce, uh, is good to go to because they, you know, their goal is to bring people into the city. Um, and so you could talk to them, explain the whole thing to them, um, you know, and see if there's any place they want something put, uh, parks departments. Um, you know, it's always great to put them in parks departments. I've never had an issue putting them in parks departments. Um, Scott asking about, I have not worked with, well, I should, Said I have more than government agencies. Uh, the salmon hatchery, um, again, that was something that was brought to me, so I didn't have any issue with it. Um, and then I have a, a state park recently that has come to me for one. And again, all those ones, the government ones, uh, have actually come to me uh, to put them out, so I have not had any issues with them. So um, I know about things like public libraries. I've seen gadget caches in those before and caches in those before. So it seems to be acceptable in some locations. Oh yeah. I would go and talk to them. I, I don't, I mean, I guess it's a government agency. Yes. But um, you need to go talk to the librarian or whoever it is in charge of that. And just like any business, you know, I'd take a sample of what you're thinking about doing a book or, or whatever and explain it to them and, you know, go from there. I think a library would be easier than most of the other places. Plus you're not mounting anything to a wall. Typically, usually it's like something hidden in a book somewhere. So, you're just putting it on a shelf and you're not, you know, you're not hurting anything, not mounting anything. It's, it's pretty simple to do this. So I don't know why they would say no. Um, so uh, community centers typically like to, you know, they don't have any issues putting them up. Um, small shopping centers. Um, they want to bring people in to the business. And again, do not guarantee that anybody's going to buy anything. Um but more than likely people will be there. They'll stop by, you know, if there's a, you know, uh, a little food mart, you know, they'll probably stop by and get something to snack on or something, but you know, who knows, um, single tenant buildings. So like we mentioned before the, the coffee stands or, you know, if it's Seven Eleven or something like that, that has a single tenant in it more than likely, um, because they're the only ones there. Um, it's easier to get convince them to put it there. And sometimes they own the building themselves. So uh, sometimes it's easier to get past them. And then, uh, you know, if, if you're really good at it and, and you enjoy putting them, talk to your local geocaching association, because they're the ones who get the state parks departments and places that actually go to them to say, Hey, we want to put a geocache here. And uh, you know, then they can refer you to talk to them or, or, you know, get you guys talking on stuff. So, uh, and they have a lot of different things that they do that uh, events that may be coming up that they've been talking to people with. So um, I get a lot of uh, calls from people that the local geocaching association has, has referred me to uh, businesses or government agencies. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it's fun. I mean, you know, just don't be shy and, and get out there and put some out. The first one will be your hardest one. Yeah, I guess start maybe don't get too ambitious, maybe. 
right? Yeah. The first one, start start a little smaller maybe if you feel – I guess the biggest thing you would probably say is just start. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and don't make way. it too complicated. I mean, the more complicated, you know, the more maintenance you have to do and people get frustrated and might wreck something. You know, I'd start out slow on, on something really easy, really basic. Um, and, you know, like I've said in the past, that my easy or my more basic uh, creative caches get more favorite points than my Arduino caches. Wow. Um, so, you know, it's it doesn't matter what it is. Just a simple creative one is just as good as a, you know, high-tech Arduino one. Sure. Here's a big question here. This kind of spurs from some of the previous shows on, on you know, that we've we've gone over, but if you were to create a trending desire for business owners to ask for gadget caches like in Hanover, what kind of strategy would you use? That's a big case <laughs> scenario, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's yeah. crazy gadget with caches. Gadget caches. I don't even know how. I mean, pretty much just got to get out and talk to people. And once people start getting on board, and you got this place that has one, and this place that has one, you could use that as examples and get people, you know, excited, you know, Germany is just crazy with gadget caches anyways. So, um, I would just say, uh, uh, yeah, I'd start putting them out and getting owners that see that like them and, you know, start using them as a referral. Well, I hope I'm answering that. Right. Yeah. I think, it, I think it does. And I think that works out perfectly for, kind of segueing into what your plan is for, you know, the future of this podcast. And um, like, you know, like you've talked about, you're start you're giving them one to start with. You've mentioned what you're going to do next month. I don't know if you'll get into that in a little bit, but yep. you know, and start building your portfolio, start talking to owners. I mean, there's uh they could follow along this and really build this step-by-step step in their own community. Right. That is that kind of your plan to, to give people practical guides to how to do this. Yeah. So, um, the point, yeah, the point of the podcast is just to kind of give people guides and then everybody's going to do their own thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, to do it. And this is just the way I'm doing them is the way I do it. Uh, the thing we'll build next month. Um, the nice thing about that is you can do it any way you want. There's all kinds of ways to make it. Um, and then the way I, the reason why I kind of want to start with that is that's basic creative cash gadget cash kind of, I think is more creative but it's so simple to actually add an Arduino to that and um, then really make it creative, right? It's right. it's a really simple thing. And then from there, you can add an RFID card reader and stuff. But um, the, the point of this is is just to get people excited and motivated to to get out and try some, some creative caches, to get more quality caches out there um, for everybody to try. And, you know, if someone, you know, hopefully has a question about making one, they don't know where to start you know, bring it up, you know, maybe if it's something that we're interested in doing or something that intrigues me, maybe we'll make it on the show and then you'll, you know, know how we did it or I yeah. did it. Sort of to wrap up your thing about uh, referrals, Joshua mentioned um, is Daniel has shown my videos to business owners of the types of ideas that have been used before. And, you know, uh, that's another thing you can use. You, if you want, you could always use uh, a video. I mean, I'm sure, you, you know, that's I, a great I, idea. I don't think there'd be any problem with with using some of those uh, some of Joshua's videos as an example, and show people say here here's an example of yeah, 
I think that's great. And it, and well, with Joshua in it, with all the energy he has, I mean, I think that makes yeah, it, oh yeah, <laughs> that makes it easier to for owners to to buy off on it. So, so from that, we need to have Joshua come out here to Seattle to find my caches so I can use his videos. <laughs> so, but we'll be uh, this year, I'm sure. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, anything you can do to show pe- to show owners, uh, I mean, again, it's so hard to try and just explain something to them and have them imagine it. I mean, that's why I build the mock-ups and, and I rarely have ever had anybody say no. Right. Um, you know, so it's, it's, it makes a big difference in the way that I'm doing it. But again, everybody's gonna have their own way. And if someone has, um, you know, a different way that they do it or want to add to it, you know, I'd love to hear about it. Um, or, or mention it and, you know, I'd love to add it to the way I do it. So, you know, this list I could actually publish or we can put out on the thing so they can actually go through this, um, you know, and they'll have all these things to think about. Right. Um, and then if they want to add to it, then great. I'd love to see what other people are doing. If it works for right. them, then probably work for me. So Lori's got a question. What is an Arduino? <laughs> uh, so Arduino is a microprocessor mm-hmm. um, or a microcontroller um that uh will control different things uh leds um you know uh, rfid cards different modules you do um it's just a little control board that you have to program um right in c plus plus you have to write the code for it to work and it's all shared um stuff so you can actually go online to um github and all kinds there's all kinds of places um, that will actually share the code. I've shared some of my codes with people, um, as well. So, um, it's just a little microcontroller. And we'll eventually, we're not going to start with that, but as the months go on, we'll probably get into a, some Arduino later on. Yeah. Yeah. We want to start off slow. We want to do something that most people will, will do as well as I do want to get them, uh, interested in the Arduino and the more creative things because sure. that, that's fun. But, you know, most caches, Arduinos can require a lot of maintenance on them. So, you know, I, I don't want to burn anybody out by having to maintain, do maintenance on their stuff all the time. I think more creative ones would be good Yeah, uh, to start with. And then we'll work our way up. We'll work our way. We'll, we'll It'll help people to build their portfolio too, right? If they start with a few that they can get out there immediately. Yeah. Then that's yeah. And build their portfolio. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna jump around. We're gonna do you know some creative ones. We'll do some you know we can do an Arduino one. We can do there's all kinds of ways we can go. We'll talk to some cash owners, some creative cash owners, you know, and, and see what their inspiration was behind their caches, um, you know, and uh, just kind of go from there. So the, the podcast is gonna is gonna cover you know everything gadget creative cash, uh, wise not just not just making them, but talking to the people that make them. Um, see what their inspiration is and, you know, hopefully get their name out there. So people will go find their caches because for me, the best thing about people finding my caches is I love reading the logs that, uh, that they leave and and knowing the um, joy uh, that, that I brought them. So Jesse and I thought the same thing. We clicked on it both at the same time. So Tick Magnet asked, will you be recognizing gadget cache builders from around the country? And that's an interesting opportunity. Yeah, I mean, I I really would love to uh, have lots of different gadget cash creators, creative cash creators on, and actually talk to them. I, I think that's to me. I love my favorite thing meeting other creative cash is talking creative caches and talking about what they've done, what I've done, and stuff. And I think that would be just 
an amazing thing on a podcast just to sit there and talk to people and, and see, you know, their thought process and what they've done and, you know, everything like that. And then hopefully it'll motivate other people to, to want to do it. So uh, outside of uh, cash creators, uh, how would you like to get ideas about future shows? Uh, so if, uh, if people have a sh something that they want to know about, talk about, um, you know, have a subject or a question on, um, send me an email at gadget talk podcast at gmail.com or gadget talk podcast at gmail.com. Um, yep. They're on the screen. Uh, and just put in there, uh, if you have any questions, um, if you want to hear of a topic or you want us to go over something, or if you have an idea for a cache that you may not know where to start from, or you don't know how to make it, maybe, uh, it's something that we can do and share. So pretty much send me a, send me an email on anything you want. And if you want to see some of the stuff that I have built in the past, you can always look up my Instagram. It's uh, bounce bounce eight. Um, so real simple, just my name bounce, bounce with the number eight at the end. So what about, uh, you, you've kind of mentioned what you're going to do next month. Um, how, will people watch that or can they kind of play along, I guess, so to speak, how, how would they do all that? So, um, the first week of the month, what we'll do is we'll release a parts list for the build that we'll do that month. Uh, and then you can order the parts. Um, they're all going to be pretty basic. This first one's going to be really simple um, to do, to make. Um, it's going to be some LEDs and uh, a couple wire connectors and maybe a couple bolts. And that's that's about it. So um, I recommend buying the, and then you'll see in the parts list, buying the uh, pre-wired LEDs on Amazon. They're like $6, $6.99, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, because then you have to worry about doing any soldering the, the, uh, the resistors and everything are already soldered on there. So um, it's pretty much just stripping some wires and putting them together with some wire nuts and you're good to go. So, yeah. So every month, the first week of the month, uh, Chad will be putting out a parts list. It'll be on Geocache Talk website. There'll be a new, uh, a new category for Gadget Talk. You can go in there. You can find information. Uh, you can watch the old shows. There'll be a whole set of things, but it'll also have each month's part list. So if you want to either do the shows with Chad, or if you want to come back later uh, and you want to do the February build, you'll have the February parts list. You'll have the February YouTube, and then you can kind of build that way if you wish. Yes. Yeah, Absolutely. That will be the best way to do it. So, and you can always do it later, yeah, on YouTube, whatever. Cool. I'll follow up with on it, us on it. So, and then yeah. you know, if we get enough stuff, then we might have to do it more than once a month. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, if, let's say after next month, people follow along, they build it, and uh, they actually put it out. Would you want them to shoot an email in and let you know that it was successful? Or oh yeah, I would love to um, have pictures sent of what they've done. Um, you know, I always enjoy seeing what other people make. Um, so yeah, I mean, I would say, uh, if they, I don't know if they have Instagram, they do it. They could always tag me or geocache, you know, geocache talk, whatever you want, uh, in it, uh, send pictures in, maybe we'll share it on the show if, if they don't mind. Now, some people are really secretive on, they don't want anybody to see what the caches look like. So um, cool. they do send in pictures. Let us know if we can share it and maybe we could even, you know, showcase some of those on, on geocache talk.com too. That'd yeah, be, that'd, I'd love to see that. That'd be great. Now I share, I'm not 
too much of a secret person on my caches. So I share most of the photos of mine and I don't think that takes away from anybody's experience. No, so I'm I mean, not worried about it, but there are, you know, it's up to you. Let us know if we can share it. I'd love to share it. Everybody plays the game differently, right? Yeah. Yeah. I have no secrets. So <laughs> <laughs> very cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so next, next month we'll be building the parts. list will come out next week um, for the led decryptor. Um, and then, uh, on the 20, yeah, the next show, yeah, next show will be, uh, February 25th. Yes. And that's where we'll build the led decryptor. So no soldering, pretty basic, easy thing. Um, again, I want to try and make these, um, easy enough for anybody to be able to do. Um, these first ones and then you know if we want to get more more into soldering and stuff we can do that later but um you know and again you can you can add all this stuff later on i'm sure there's a lot of people out there that already know how to do that that know how to solder so sure but it's a good place to start and i like i like the idea of getting people started you know the first week of the month you'll get a parts list you can start the, and you're going to give like potential ex or you're going to give an example of where you might want to purchase it not that you have to but yeah correct i mean cool. nowadays almost anything can be purchased on amazon right i mean that's I, the place i go for almost everything 99 percent of my stuff's on amazon <laughs> but the good part is we'll tell i mean we'll give them a suggestion which yeah. i like i like that idea so. yeah and some people might go to home depot and want to buy wire nuts there because right they're three bucks instead of six so i don't blame them that's what i would do too so yeah, sure you know that's that's up to them We'll just give you the parts list and it's up to you where you, where you want to get them. So hopefully you get to spread all kinds of knowledge each month and hundreds of new gadget caches come out every month. Yes. <laughs> That's perfect. I want to find them when I'm in the area. That's awesome. So uh, I guess any final questions? If not, we're going to. Are you... Yep. Baby steps. Are we going to, if you, if you're brand new to all of this and I've never built any kind of electronic gadget cache. I've done a few of the birdhouse types. So I'm excited about uh, next month building this LED version. And uh, I'm going to put it out immediately. I can tell you now, I can't wait to try some of these and put them out. Yeah, and you can do it. in. it doesn't have to be. Now, I do a lot of urban stuff, but all these can be made into in an ammo can. So this LED decryptor can be made in an ammo can. And so you can put it out in the woods if you want. We can stick this at the top of a mountain is what you're telling me. Yeah. Yeah. So you just have to make sure someone brings a battery. And then if something happens, you got to make sure you want to go to the top of the mountain to maintain it. Oh, I do. <laughs> um, and I just, last little comment I have to make is uh, these don't have to be just traditionals, guys. They can be all types like where I go or whatever, where I go out there. So these can be all types. You can fit this into any category. And, you know, that's just it's a favorite point magnet. And you can make these into lab caches too. Yes, adventure true. Labs. So um, if you have an adventure lab and you want to put it out, then, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. It could be the bonus cache to an adventure lab even. Could be. That's however you want to go with it. Right. That's yeah. The part about the game, right? You can do all kinds of different things. Casbah's like solar panels on ammo can. Now you're thinking. I like it. <laughs> Look, Julie I'd love G. to see where you'd put that. Just why, Julie? Why? <laughs> earth gas i love it <laughs> i want to see it i want to see it earth no i guess you can't do that never mind 
I've never done an earth cache. Like ever completed? Ever. Or, yeah, or... I don't think I've ever done one. You ever mm. found one? No. Oh, wow. You live up in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. yeah, we don't Pretty have it. Got it. You're doing good. Oh, well. <laughs> That's for another show. That's for another thinking show. on those. Yeah. No. <laughs> I just haven't done it. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, cool. I'm really looking forward to future episodes and uh, send those send those suggestions and comments in. Yes, please do. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. All I have. Cool. Uh, real quick, upcoming shows for Geocache Talk uh, this Sunday. No show Super Bowl Sunday. Um, between February second and February 9th, the parts list will be published on the Geocache Talk website. So. Go to Geocache Talk, and you'll find a Gadget Talk link there for you to go to. Uh, on February 9th, we're going to have uh, Geo Janji is going to be joining Geocache Talk. Uh, she's going to be talking about social media and geocaching. We're looking forward to that. And on February 12th, we get the second episode of Geocaching with Kids uh, from Baker Six Clan. So looking forward to... Um, the second episode of geocache talk with kids, man, we're up to four podcasts, Jesse. I know it's, you know what? It's 2020. We're going big for 2020, right? <laughs> we are. All right. Well, that's the end of the show tonight. Remember to stay tuned in about a week for your parts list for next month's show. Uh, and don't forget to invite your fellow cashers to the next gadget talk show. Get them into the chat room as well. Ask their, have them ask their questions. And we will uh, see you next time. So good night, everybody. All right. Good night.